Here we go. The conversation rolling over Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold. I mean, is there a chance that Dylan Gabriel is going to play in this game? I took yesterday really just as Brent Venables wasn't going to take that moment, the announcement away from Dylan Gabriel. I fully expect Jackson Arnold to start this game and uh, and play in the Alamo Bowl versus Arizona. And I do think there's also a little bit of the element of why, why would I just immediately tell Jed Fish that <laughs> we're playing Jackson Arnold in the bowl game? Right? Why would I give him that little bit of uh, the advantage? So are, are you down with that line of thinking, or do you think there's a chance that maybe Dylan Gabriel, even if it's just a little bit, could play in this bowl game for Oklahoma? Yeah, Josh, I mean, I don't think there's any chance. I know Venables just didn't want to say anything with Arizona head coach just right to the neck next to him but you I mean you got to go Jackson Arnold I mean it makes more sense I mean you're getting no you're not really getting any upside with DG playing in the bowl game you look forward to more with Jackson Arnold getting involved with his receivers we, we mentioned the offensive coordinators a game under his belt against a team like Arizona I just I don't think you're really getting anything with DG playing in this Alamo Bowl to me <laughs> Sooner Soldier from a uh, very positive remembrance for Dylan Gabriel. Out of the 405, time for DG to go. We've had enough of overlooked, wide-open receivers and underthrown balls. It's Jackson Arnold's team now. First time we've seen that text today. We got a bunch of those uh, early on in the season and <laughs> all of last year. Less out of Hayes, Kansas. Jackson needs to start at the bowl game we need the experience and head start for next year with jackson makes sense starving for content guy from parts unknown asks dg isn't playing danny is gone in my opinion the only question is danny playing in the bowl that's a good question i mean that's what we're trying to figure out really well that we did have talk about him possibly coming back uh, after hearing a, a podcast and Danny not yet coming out to say that he is entering the NFL draft, do you think? Do you think Danny plays in the Alamo Bowl? No, I, I don't. Oh no! If he's leaving, I don't. Uh, wasn't that the report that that uh, he was leaving and opting out of the bowl game? I didn't see the opt-out of the bowl game part, but I, I could be wrong. We could get help from the text line, but I don't remember seeing that. 580, has uh, any portal? Has any player in the portal played in a bowl game in Oklahoma? They can't. You, you'd have to have been enrolled. Yeah. So I assume that's what you're asking. Somebody coming in, they, they couldn't play in the no, bowl game. No, you couldn't do that, no. I think you can play in the bowl game, though, if you're transferring out, though. Can you not? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's it's just hard to manage that. It feels like as a coach and as a team, when you have a kid that's in the transfer portal and playing in a bowl game, it's, it's just odd to me. Pete from Tulsa, whoever's going to start next year, needs to start the ball game. Turnbow in OKC. The more big game experience for Jackson Arnold, the better. Sooner recluse. You can't say DG gives us the best chance to win. That's just an opinion. 
Jackson Arnold is an overall better quarterback. Just say we don't know who gives us the better chance. How about that? Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't know who gives us a better chance or gives Oklahoma uh, a better chance. But you do – I mean, you get Jackson Arnold another game, played against BYU. But, man, if you start him in the Alamo Bowl, that's a – that's a game against a top 15 team. That would be a good experience for your five, four or five-star quarterback, Jackson Arnold. Well, here's what we think we know. That, and I, that's probably not even an accurate description. We know that Jackson Arnold has a higher ceiling, right? He can, he can, he can throw deep balls that Dylan Gabriel can't. He's, generally speaking, a better athlete running with the football. So there's other dimensions to this offense that Jackson Arnold brings. Now the question is the knowledge of the offense, the ability to avoid the big mistake, is Arnold ready for all of that as compared to Dylan Gabriel? And the bottom line is you're not winning a Big 12 championship in the bowl game. You're not going to the college football playoff. All of that's been decided. So the experience outweighs the the ability to provide Jackson Arnold the experience of playing in this setting outweighs the opportunity to go win a bowl game to me which uh this 712 sooner agrees it's a bowl game future's far more important JFA uh the 918 please if Jackson Arnold's the best option why didn't he play all year yeah I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think overall in the season, I mean, DG was playing some really good football early on, and I mean, went down a little bit later on in the season. But I think overall, as a season perspective, uh, Dylan Gabriel had a solid year. Jimmy and Edmund, I say, play Jackson Arnold. DG did his job here at OU. Now he's doing what he needs to do for him. Might find out Jackson Arnold with a month of practice with the starters be good for him. Find out about Jackson Arnold with a month of uh, practice with the starters. starters. Uh, 405, one more here, Eric and B.A. Thankful for D.G., but if he isn't coming back next year, B.V. cannot have him playing the bowl game with us or against us. And I, I don't know if it's with us or against us, <laughs> but it's, it's just good business. It's good operationally. When you know that Dylan Gabriel's not going to be back, to take advantage of the opportunity to give Jackson Arnold a meaningful start, meaningful experience, because we know, right, the plan is Arnold's your guy. He's your guy in 2024 in the SEC. He's your guy in 2025 in the SEC. So it's just too valuable of an opportunity for Arnold not to play. And, you know, frankly, from a viewership standpoint, Though the 580 says, we need one more DG to Stoops touchdown pass. Let him ride into the sunset with the golden hat. From a viewer's standpoint, I'm here to tell you, I want to watch Jackson Arnold play the game. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, same here. I mean, I want to see that from Jackson Arnold. It's such a great opportunity for the dude. Which Dylan Gabriel, nothing but positive things. I think that wherever his next landing spot is, he will make them very, very happy. And depending upon what's around him, we, we could be talking a Bo Nix 
type of uh, impact and season, right? A Michael Penix type of impact and season where you've got a seasoned vet that can come in and, and win football games for you and get you in the mix for a conference championship. But uh, that being said, at Oklahoma, we want to see what's next. We, we want to see what's next, and Dylan Gabriel is going to make somebody else very happy. And it's really it's good for all parties. Dylan Gabriel doesn't want to get hurt and uh, lose a chance to make a nice big bag of cash. And Oklahoma wants an opportunity to see what uh, tomorrow looks like in Norman, Oklahoma. And, you know, you add to this the Seth Luttrell factor, the Joe John yeah. Finley factor at play here. All of that means it's just it's a no-brainer and i i understand brent venables he's not going to take that away from dylan gabriel yeah in all honesty josh it's just good for both sides you're thankful for dg in the time in his career here at oklahoma and now you just look to the future uh, with jackson arnold uh, ready to go at quarterback how about this uh, would be fantastic if jfa starts the game plays the majority of it but dg's there Takes a few snaps. Then after we win, DG puts a visor on JFA on stage, reminiscent of Bob to BV at the last Alamo Bowl. How about that idea from the 5-8-0? Smart, smart thinking on his part. What, uh, what an awesome moment in Oklahoma football history. It was pretty cool. Two, two years ago, can you believe that it has been two years since Venables took the gig? I mean, obviously, they just completed the second season with Venables running the show. But, uh, man, that that month or couple of months there was a whirlwind, was it not? I mean, think about everything that was packed into that. <laughs> the Lincoln-Riley bolting situation, right? Really, you could even take it back maybe the couple of weeks or month before where you started eh, kind of hearing some rumblings about LSU and then boom, uh, dead of the night, USC it is, right after a loss to Oklahoma State that kept you out of the Big 12 championship game. Then, obviously, you're in the midst of a coaching search, and all of a sudden you got you got Brent Venables. He's uh, saying hello to the maybe the greatest welcome party in, in Norman history. It's got to be, right, at Max Westheimer Airport. It's like a party over there. Yeah. When uh, when Venable showed up and and you got the Caleb Williams saga, it's uh, it's kind of wild. And all of it was capped off by right. And along the way, Bob gives the the famous speech. Nobody is bigger than the program. All of that in that like couple of months there, and it's capped with Bob tossing handed the visor to BV. Pretty uh, pretty cool. Pretty crazy time. Then Caleb Williams <laughs> gets you the win in the Alamo Bowl over Oregon. And then shortly after, we're, we're, we're all thinking, like, uh, is this man coming back? Or I think we, if he does transfer, I think we know where he's going. And believe it or not, he does that. And then Oklahoma needs to search for a new quarterback. And then D- Dylan Gabriel comes to town. One more, then let's, uh, let's take a T.O. And, and let's come back and think about this bowl game for Oklahoma versus Arizona. The 405. If DG wants to play the bowl game, he has earned that right. He's the unequivocal leader of Team 129, and we should all support that. However, knowing the selfless player that DG is, he's likely going to do what's best for OU 
and not play so Jackson can start. That's the kind of person DG is. Love that guy. Boomer Sooner. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something DG would do. I mean, unselfish kid. I think him and Jackson Arnold have a pretty good relationship. I know Dylan Gabriel, you know, I think he knows this situation with Jackson Arnold being the future quarterback of Oklahoma and wanting him to play in this bowl game against Arizona. It, it does strike me as Dylan would do what's right by the program, and though his emotions, I think, will tell him, I want to play in the game as a competitor, as somebody that started something at OU, really what's doing right by the program is not playing in the game. Don't you think? Yeah, well, I, I continue to say, I just it, it doesn't make any sense for me for you know someone, I don't care who it is, I mean, D- Dylan Gabriel has done – know had two really solid years at the University of Oklahoma but if you enter the transfer portal it's just odd to me to play in the ball game it just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me wait a second is this true from softball Steve breaking news presented by Wagner's heating and air is Baker Mayfield expecting his first kid is that correct Josh Helmer where have you been at dude you, you know <laughs> me I I look I broadcast four high school games yesterday. I am – that's what I'm focused on. When did this come out? Has, has this been out for, like, two weeks or something? Uh, Four days ago. Four days ago? <laughs> a little late. Oh, my gosh. It's a baby girl. It's just a like, baby girl. I might, I might need you to just, like, keep me in the loop of what's going on, I guess. I'm out of it. I, I've, I don't live on social media. I have to say I don't. Rumor, is, rumor is, rumor is, Patty Gasso is already recruiting Baker Mayfield's favorite <laughs> girl. Well, I, I mean, obviously, you got to be. I love how softball Steve ends his text, though. It's my favorite part. Well, Baker's expecting first kid. Go figure. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> All right, we're due a break. The transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh, and one more name for Oklahoma yesterday headed to the transfer portal and it was someone that i mean is it fair to say we thought was going to be an important piece up front at one particular moment in time certainly uh, when he signed but that's that's not going to be the case so kelvin gilliam entering the portal what does it mean what is our reaction to it and uh, generally speaking for uh for everybody out there is there is there a name that has gone to the portal for OU for you right now, that you're concerned or disappointed they entered the portal. Who, which sooner that's gone to the portal do you so far look at and say, ah, man, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one? Or are you not panicky about it? And I'm not saying you got to be totally panicky, but uh, is there anyone that has entered the portal? Like Kelvin Gilliam, for me, as we'll discuss in a moment, I, I thought it was somebody that might have a lot of potential at OU. We'll discuss next. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino. It's a Friday. Plank show here. Josh Helmer alongside Connor Pasby. Just outside of the wonderful Chips and L's. Of course, uh, great gaming always right here at Riverwind Casino. Come on by and see us. Taking a break. Back next right here after this. 
Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. Mop and Roofing bringing us our number three. Plank Show, he is Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Elmer. Chris Plank, uh, well, he is he is out and about for the remainder of today's program, as he should be. He is uh, headed to Army-Navy tomorrow. His uh, his son is attending West Point, so pretty cool, pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't really get the chance uh, before he left today to uh, just tell him that I thought it was awesome. You know, I'm happy, happy that he gets to do that. So uh, the latest portal entry for Oklahoma is someone, Connor, I think that OU fans had a lot of excitement for, right? Kelvin Gilliam Jr. has entered the transfer portal. It uh, it obviously, it, it didn't happen, right? Third-year defensive lineman, and really, if in year three you haven't impacted the equation, not in every instance, but there is a probably better than good chance that maybe your days rotationally were numbered and you weren't going to impact things but uh, i don't know it's somebody that uh, initially i thought could be uh, a, a difference maker defensively for oklahoma just didn't happen yeah and he had that iconic recruitment video of the announcement to the university of yes. oklahoma but the dude was built like an ox. I mean, still still is built like an ox. 6'3", 295, top 90 recruit uh, in the 2021 class. But you're right, Josh, really never uh, panned out. Had had problems really scratching the starting lineup up front on the defensive line for OU. And so now, uh, obviously, Kelvin Gilliam moves on. And look, uh, others, others might know the answers. To these types of questions, if you know you're particularly connected to the coaching staff, I, uh, I I don't know how comfortable I am with using the word processing players or the phrasing processing players, but probably you think about Oklahoma situation. There's what twelve guys that have now entered the portal. If you want to call it processing players, then call it processing players right but i would imagine as i've said in the past i'll say it again oklahoma under brent venables i think they're pretty straight up i think they they shoot their players straight here's the situation if uh, your name is reggie grimes if it's key lawrence if it's a tawi walker marcus major if it's a savion bird a jason llewellyn could name every name, right? Nate Anderson, I think that they're pretty honest about what everybody's respective situation is. And when you are honest like that, guys get information and then make a decision that it's time for me to move on. And uh, so, anyways, who out of the transfer portal entrance for Oklahoma would you look at and say, okay, that might be a big loss, or you – Maybe unsettled isn't the right word, but you thought, okay, there was still a potential for maybe a big future 
at Oklahoma and that that left you a little bit disappointed that a player is, has entered the transfer portal this cycle for OU. Yeah, on top of my list for me, Josh, I think it's I think it's Talby Walker for sure. Uh, I still can't believe how I mean, he didn't end up getting a scholarship at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, strong start to the season, played a good game in the OU Texas uh, Red River rivalry, and then later on, yeah, I mean, just the running backs in general for Oklahoma, it is strange all season long. Both guys, I mean, trading reps. Maybe Talby wasn't happy at the end of the season, but I, I did not expect that whatsoever for Talby Walker to hit the transfer portal. You know what? He has been, I would say, the popular, popular name on the text line in regards to this question. Asked you out there in the ref army, which transfer portal entrant for Oklahoma are you a little feeling some kind of way about, right? A little disappointed about. Uh, Tommy Walker seems to have been the most popular name. Jason M., who uh, I will add you. Yes, Jason M., we will add you and save your name in there. Not panicking about the portal exits, but I am concerned about the entries and hope we can be top five in the portal because we need as many difference makers up front on both sides that we can find entering the SEC next year. Well, he already got one, the big man from Michigan State, offensive lineman. Yes, they did, Spencer Brown, who uh, they've added. And, I mean, they've tossed out a number of other offensive line feelers. I would imagine, Connor, they're not done along the offensive line. And what uh, we saw, this is not shocking, but we were waiting on Chris McClellan to officially enter the transfer portal. He's picked up an OU offer on the defensive side, so I expect OU to add several names both up front offensively and defensively. That's uh, that's how you win. That's, that's how you win in the SEC, certainly, and that's how you win really any level of football. So hopefully the Sooners do find a couple of big-time difference makers up front. And we got another name besides Tallwee Walker for portal disappointment from Brad in Bartlesville. He says, portal disappointment is key Lawrence for me. What do you think? Do you agree or? Yeah, man, it was was just really a, a strange career at OU for key Lawrence. What you saw good play. And then you saw, man, not being in the right spot, missed tackling from Key. So the consistency for Key Lawrence was uh, just not there when he was on the field. Yeah. And and we'll see, right? Billy Bowman has a decision to be made. And if he's back with Peyton Bowen, with, you know, some of the other options that you have in the defensive backfield at safety, maybe you go find one. Out of the portal, obviously, you're signing some uh, talented players. Then probably you're going to feel okay. Yeah, how about this? K.A. and B.A. He says, it's smothers for me. I thought he would be a productive player the next couple of years. Uh, That being said, I'm excited for the kids coming in. Yeah, Dalen Smothers, I mean, freshman. Yeah, that's very odd to see a young player like that, freshman, first year at OU, and then uh, transfer out. Wish Hollywood Smothers would have stuck, but we will be fine. Uh, Arizona Brooks, it's Smothers, right? Uh, as you said, from KA and BA, talented young running back. And so, yeah, that's that's disappointing. I know that 
Plank said, uh, well, first of all, he mixed up Caleb Hicks with Dalen Smothers. <laughs> and he said, man, Caleb Hicks looks good. And it turned out it was Mr. Smothers. So, yeah, had a lot of talent. And I don't know, sounded like maybe there was some homesickness initially for Smothers, too. So I wonder if that was uh, at play a little bit. Obviously, Oklahoma has Tatum coming in. They've got Xavier Robinson coming in. And assuming that things stay put, you've you've still got Gavin Sawchuck coming back, Javante Barnes coming back. So they're still in a pretty good place at running back, but I'm with you. Uh, Smothers would be toward the top of the list. Uh, a couple of people, Loco, Ohio, Tawi for me, Mrs. Love, Tawi Walker, Land Thief 918. I feel like Tawi Walker would have fit well in the offense and been a huge part of our run game with his style. Not sure what the issues were off the field or in the locker room with Murray, but I hated to see that one. 405, Tawi, he was our best player versus SMU and Kansas. Should have been given a scally. Uh, one more here, 405, kind of disappointed about Tawi Walker. We'll miss Toby's wee-wee-wee all the way home. <laughs> Plus, we'll uh, I that. just thought he was a talented back. Yeah, we will definitely miss that. But you, do you think they're still fine? You, you just said that. You think they're still fine in the running back room. You got Tatum, a five-star, uh, four-star on some spot, or sites uh, coming in, running back. Javante Barnes returning, obviously. Solchuk. So you think they're still fine at running back? I do. And, look, I think this gives them a chance to maybe go find one out of the portal. Yeah. But uh, – I, I would have liked Tommy Walker to stay. Uh, I like Tommy Walker a lot. I said, I don't know how many times early in the year that I thought he was OU's best running back for an extended period of time. But uh, I also understand Tommy Walker, I think, has a chance to go have a starring role somewhere else. And I don't know that his starring role at Oklahoma would have continued. He would have been a supplemental piece in the backfield for OU right now with the way the year ended it's Sawchuck City right yeah which yeah I mean just the season in general for the running backs I mean Tolby Walker had a good stretch of games Marcus Major had a good one OU Texas but then it was all Gavin Sawchuck uh, to end the year Clearwater Sooner BV will upgrade every portal loss not worried at all. Here was another interesting one. Nate Anderson, center. What is the status at center? Well, that is a good-looking question. That is a good question. And if they go get, yeah, a center in the transfer portal, I think you'll see definitely a few more offensive linemen coming in from the transfer portal for Oklahoma because you do lose quite a bit up there. Yeah, you're looking at a name like, Joshua Bates to uh, to have a legitimate jump. So, and there's yeah, some other. Yeah, names unle- I mean, unle- at, unless at you, unless you have some of those uh, younger kids, uh, younger guys that can step step up right away, which we've already seen this year with Caden Green stepping in. Yeah, it probably. I mean, one of those younger guys is going to step up, and you wonder with Nate Anderson, is that part of the reason he's leaving? Right, is because. There's a couple of young players that Oklahoma's pretty excited about. You hope, right, that, again, that's why I said 
I think uh, OU's been pretty honest with uh, the situation to players across the board. Troy Everett, you know, you, you've got uh, – that's who was listed as the backup to uh, Andrew Rain. So you're going to have options. Uh, obviously, that's uh, an area where the interior of Oklahoma's offensive line, really across the board, I guess, right, you're replacing so much. But uh, Nate Anderson, you would have thought maybe, yeah, had a, a possibility, but could just be a situation where he was sort of informed – Probably these other guys are ahead of you going into it. So that that will be paramount for Oklahoma to continue to find offensive line help out of the transfer portal. We're doing a break. It's the Plank Show rolling along with you on a Friday, hanging out just outside of Chips and Ales right here at Riverwind Casino where great concerts, great comedy shows always on the horizon. We'll tell you more about all of that when we return right here at the Plank Show after this. Back with you. It is the Plank Show. Home of Sooner fans, happy Friday, everybody. We did it against all odds. Once again, we persevered. We conquered. We succeed. It's Friday, baby. Hey, uh, how did the Joe Lawson Memorial Invitational Tournament Day 1 go for you, Mr. Pasby? Yeah, Josh, it was fantastic. Really good basketball, of course, girls and the boys' side. I uh, got to see Putman City North boys up close. They have yet another good squad. Uh, we ended it with Norman High boys getting a win over the OKC Storm. Uh, it was a great night for uh, Treshawn Cones-Pierce. He's a 6'7 forward that's really good for Norman. Uh, he's probably a low D1 kid, so really talented. Yeah, I'm looking forward to another day of the Joe Lawson tournament. It's fun broadcasting uh, tournament hoops, isn't it? It is. Well, especially when you see teams that you haven't seen all year long and they're really solid, girls and boys' side. And the the tournament, it uh, takes on its own sort of life in tournament. It's kind of fun to watch uh, all of that transpire. Uh, a couple of texts, and then I, I see you on the phone lines there. Hang tight. Postal Sooner off the Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405 405- Six five one thirty four thirty nine. I thought Josh Bates was a stud. I thought he would be competing for major playing time in year two. Well, he might be. He might yeah, be. that's. I mean, that's the thing. Give it a little bit of time. We'll we'll see what the uh, spring brings. That's what I'm saying. Nate Anderson might have decided to find other pastures in part because of Josh Bates. Clearwater Sooner, remember that time a couple of years ago when we lost the quote-unquote best coach in the country in the transfer portal, and we ended up uh, better there, too. There you go. That's a Lincoln Riley Friday uh, shot for you. I, I thought I thought this was funny from the 918. Tawi should go to Iowa and get 64 carries a game. Stop it. Iowa doesn't snap the football 64 times in a game. That's true. They don't have that many offensive plays. You couldn't carry it that much. <laughs> don't give them that much credit. Uh, the 479, I think everyone everyone leaving was asked to leave. Trimming the fat. That's one way to put it. You know, w- without saying that they were directly asked to leave, they, I think, were probably pretty honestly informed where they stood. Uh, 5808, 
the transfer portal is exciting, but it's also unpredictable. Teddy had uh, one of our portal ads last year penciled in as our best player on defense, and that wasn't true. And most of us beloved believe Stogger was the answer at tight end, and that wasn't true. Yeah, well, that's true. It, uh, But that's with any addition, right, yeah. to the roster. But the transfer portal's expedited in the sense that in most instances you feel like, okay, we're getting this proven commodity, right, because it's out of the, the transfer portal. And, and typically, a lot of times, they've already played a decent amount of football, and yet, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's not uh, foolproof, right, that, uh, oh, we just got our best defensive player. Uh, Stogner is this can't-miss returnee at tight end, and, and those uh, didn't happen. So, But it uh, it is exciting. I'm with you, 5808. And it's it's at times a little unpredictable, but uh, it it has added some excitement for this time of the year. All right, uh, to the phone lines we go. We're hanging out at Riverwind. Why not hit up the Riverwind Casino jackpot line? Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Bill, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing good. What's on your mind? Well, it's kind of like the last text you'd had. It's kind of kind of a little bit like. Kind of what I was talking about, I'm going to ask you about. Um, they're always saying uh, year two with the players and Vent Renville's system, you're going to sure. see a big improvement because I guess he's got maybe more complex schemes than some of the defensive coordinators have. Um, that being said, um, does this portal really hurt Brent sometimes? Because in the old days, Vent Brent would recruit a guy and keep him at least three years and keep him under the system and work with him and teach him. But now sometimes he may get a one and done when this portal. And is that, is that kind of handicapping maybe uh, some, maybe since his defense is so complex? I, I don't even think just Brent Venables, Bill. I think a lot of coaches would tell you across not just college football, but across college basketball and any sport that, yes, it, it has – harmed them from an installation and development standpoint but that being said that's why we've said a number of times here Brent Venables wants the foundation to be who they sign in the uh, signing classes and then you go pluck a couple of transfer portal additions here and there and and what you'll notice too so even uh, yesterday Plank and I were going through this and these are offensive players not defensive players right but what uh, what you noticed about a couple of the offensive linemen they were targeting they have multiple years of eligibility left right so you you can transfer portal in a way to where you don't constantly have a one-year rental and then hopefully that puts you in a situation to where you, you don't have that revolving door of 20 transfer portal ads every year so to your point has it made has it made things more complicated yeah, I'm sure it has, not just for Brent Venables, but really across college sports. And yet uh, I think that you saw signs this year of some guys that had been around, right, for two years. And then I think next year I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, that year three you see even, boom, that next step forward defensively. So I guess what I'm saying in a long-winded way, Bill, is 
I wouldn't let the transfer portal concern you to the degree that Brent Venables won't be effective installing and developing. They still have the lifeblood of this program centered around high school signees, and, and that's why we're excited, right, is because there's names like a Kip Lewis, a Kobe McKenzie, a Jaron Canick, a Peyton Bone. There's a lot of young defensive talent for OU, and they are signing more in this go-around, but it's a good question. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd get you guys' opinion, but you guys have a, a Merry Christmas, and I appreciate you guys, and I listen to you guys all the time. Well, thank you for the kind words, and a very Merry Christmas to you as well, Bill. See you, buddy. A nice phone call there. What What do you think uh, about that, Connor? What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still about developing, I mean, young players. You mentioned the young players that OU does have that, you know, fans and everybody that are excited about. And some of the big ones, Peyton Bowen, Kobe McKenzie, that's just a few of those that will next year, I mean, dude, they're going to be on the field uh, all the time. It's just it's tough in general to – to manage this transfer portal, especially as a guy like Britt Vittables, who is kind of an old-school you know, type of coach that's been around college football for a while. Those type of coaches, they have to make these adjustments uh, to the transfer portal. And you either adjust or there's no more, Yeah, <laughs> right? I, I mean, you, you, you adjust or you don't continue existing in the sport. And Britt Vittables, one thing – you know, you got to tip the cap to him for is he came from a program, right, with Dabo Sweeney that Dabo was anti-portal, wouldn't do it, didn't want to uh, dabble in it, and yes, a little bit out of necessity, obviously, for Oklahoma, but also I think just out of Brent Venables just understands this is where college football is. He was ready, Connor, from day one here to to take advantage of the portal, and I think he's done largely uh, a pretty good job of that. All right, one final T.O. Let's come back. Bow tie this thing, the Plank Show, on a Friday. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. All right, one final time. We are back. Plank Show, Josh Elmer alongside Mr. Connor Pasby. Connor, if I'm springing this on you, just say, hey, check out at KREF Sports TV on Twitter. What uh, what are you looking forward to today? What do you have in the way of broadcasts this afternoon into the evening? Yeah, man, on my side, I'm looking forward to the winter bracket games at Norman High. Starting off with the girls' side, Norman High versus Midwest City. That will be a fun matchup. And then to follow that, uh, Norman High takes on Putman City North. That will be a big-time matchup to in uh, the night slate tonight. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be good for certain. Hey, how about this? We got all Norman schools that moved on to the winner's bracket. Norman High and Norman North, both girls and boys. Not too shabby when you draw things up at the Joe Lawson Memorial Invitational. I would imagine T.D. O'Hara, District Athletic Director for Norman Public Schools, he's probably, probably not too upset about that development. Probably not too upset at all. Any uh, lingering thoughts from Brent Venable's opening remarks ahead of the Alamo Bowl? 
Yeah, I'll be honest, Josh. I know you mentioned that you caught some of the Venables presser this morning, but man, I've been so uh, dialed into a lot of the basketball that we've sure, had these last I few get days. It. So I actually I haven't been able to get to the full presser for Brent. I'll confess to, you know, not really following Jed Fisher's career incredibly closely, but uh, he struck me as a very likable guy. Yesterday, I, I enjoyed listening to his remarks and. I thought it was funny. He had the the one comment about, uh, I'm trying to think which, he didn't clarify, I don't think. I was assuming Bob Stoops, but I guess it could have been Mike or another Stoops. He said uh, one of the Stoops introduced him to his wife. That was, uh, I don't (laughs) know, I think he was being honest. I don't think that was like a joke that he was making. So that was kind of, that was kind of wild. Obviously, uh, Arizona in the midst of quite a little turnaround. And I would. I would qualify myself maybe in the minority here because most of the feedback <laughs> I feel we've gotten is people are not super fired up for the bowl game. I I don't know. I, I'm excited to watch Oklahoma play Arizona. Would I have rather seen OU in a New Year's Six game? Obviously. Would OU Penn State maybe have gotten the juices going a little bit more? Okay, yes, probably so. But for a... Where we're at right now in 2023, Arizona's a good story. They're joining the Big 12. OU's exiting the Big 12. I think there's some interesting storylines. I'm excited to see uh, if Arnold plays what he looks like in this bowl game. But, hey, we uh, we got – well, I won't I won't be with you. I'm on vacation next week. But the following week, I'll be back with Plank. Uh, for Steelman, it's time to hand it off to Steelman at noon at noon. For Connor, for Plank, so long, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend.